five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and a very warm welcome to a brand new, shiny, beautiful, perfectly formed episode of Holy Half Hour. I am this week's host, Michael, and with me as always is my beautiful, shiny, (laughs) well-formed (laughs) co-host, Kieran. How are you? Oh, shucks. (laughs) I'll bet you say that to all the co-hosts. I'm well, Michael. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, the last, I think, four episodes of the show we've recorded, I've had some level of cold because my baby keeps on getting colds from nursery. Mm-hmm. And um, and this time I feel okay. It's a, it's amazing. It's a, it's a rare, rare occurrence, but it feels good. So yeah. Okay. Well, bonus. Absolutely. Bonus. Um, and how are you yourself, as they say in Scotland? I'm all right. I'm a wee bit under the weather myself, oh, but it's no. not too bad. You know, just uh, being back at school probably and in amongst mm. all the germs. That's probably what it is. Yeah, but, if there's uh, hope, one hopefully thing... Hopefully not COVID germs, but... Uh, yeah, I'm sure not. If there's uh, one thing I've learned being a parent, it's that children are extremely gross. They are just little <laughs> Petri dishes full of germs. <laughs> True get, fact. If you get too close, you're going to get ill. Um <laughs> Well, anyway, Kieran, this week we've got a wonderful show lined up. We've got a Bible quiz, we've got an unlikely worship song, we've got a top three, and you are bringing us a Bible fact about 2 Corinthians, aren't you, Kieran? I am. It's going to be good. I'm uh, looking forward to this show, my friend. Oh, yes, it's going to be great. And uh, yeah, to kick off, I've got a question for you. We've been doing a little bit of an icebreaker-style question recently, and uh, I wondered, Kieran... Can you remember the first song, like pop song, that you heard on the radio that you ever learned? Like you registered, oh, it's a song, and I, I remember parts of it, and, and it stuck in my mind. Do you remember the first song you ever learned? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was probably something like, um, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, <laughs> walla, walla, bing, bang. <laughs> something that uh, didn't require much brain power because I was five. But it was yeah. probably something of that sort of, um, what was that, like late 90s, mid mm. to late 90s pop. That's probably the first, first songs I learned as a kid. Who was I have very that? distinct... Do you remember? Uh, what was their name? Were they called... Uh, was that like the Cartoons or something? The Cartoons. Something? I think you're right. It was the Cartoons and it was called Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor. I need to find out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a, a common <laughs> um, search engine to find yeah. out. Showing our age um, here, folks. It was um, by the Cartoons. Oh, what a pull. And they had like well weird, ha- like big wigs on and stuff in the video. Yeah, I yeah. seem to remember that, like weird sort of plasticky prosthetic faces or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what, what a great yeah. song. We're gonna, I'm going to have to listen to that one in a second. <laughs> what <but>. an absolute <laughs> stone cold classic. The other, the other artist I remember really clearly uh, is, you know how you go through life and there's just songs that you get stuck in your head whether you mm. want them or not. Yeah. Well, from a very early age, Robbie Williams songs always did that to me, whether oh. I wanted to hear them play in my head or not. What an unfortunate affliction. Um, but actually, I, I, qu- I do quite like Millennium by Robbie Williams. I think oh, that's really? a decent tune. Millennium. And it's uh, it's little um, James Bond sample. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, samples. I think you only live twice, is it, it samples, folks, if you're interested mm-hmm. in pop music trivia. I never twigged that um, before, but now you say that, 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 that registers. And it's probably why it has only one single redeeming feature, which is probably that yeah. sample. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the hook borrowed from somewhere else. Sorry, but, Robbie. Sorry. I know you listened to the show. Yeah. I'm, my apologies for, for saying yeah, we're sorry, Robbie. We, we mean no disrespect. Absolutely. Uh, fan of the show, Robbie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so those kind of things, you know, uh, those kind yeah. of songs are the ones that stick out most in my memory. Do you have one in particular? I do. I remember very distinctly um, the first song was, I don't know if you'll know this, Kieran, because I'm a wee bit older than you, but a song called Stay by Shakespeare's Sister. Um, it was, uh, I, the year was 1992. <laughs> I was four years old, so showing my age. Uh, no, was I? Well, I had a No, I was, six, I was six years old in 1992. Um Apparently, I don't know how old I am. Um, and it was the, this these two, I think they were Irish, and um, there was like one who was kind of gothy and then one who was had a high voice. And um, it was, uh, the song goes, the, the most famous uh, part of the chorus goes, Stay, stay, stay with me. Anyway, point is, the song had this little bit of, uh, lead synth bit that goes and just for whatever reason that song part st- stuck with me and the video was quite uh, quite bold and I was young and yeah just something about it stuck with me and I very distinctly remember knowing the words to that song and it being like the first song and you knew the words to and like mm. the timing of and like when different parts would come in so, yeah. Right, right. So you have yeah. to listen to it. Let me know what you think, Kieran. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll have to check it out. I, I don't remember that one off the top of my head, but I will have to check it out. It's all coming flooding back now. This is like therapy. There's all yeah. these memories coming at me of pop songs. Do you know? Do you remember um, I Quit by Hepburn? I quit, I quit. Love news, job baby, I don't need. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, well there's, there, there's, a, there's a line in that that's like, but you turned into another liar. And I remember <laughs> my brother and I used to love it when, uh, like, we used to have fun going, liar. <laughs> in my memory, that's something that we did. And, uh, yeah, precious, uh, precious moments. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Well, thanks for sharing your memories. I'm glad that you are no longer a liar. <laughs> The plant was mighty thirsty, and it took me eye. Daddy, why do you have an iPad? Well, Kieran, I've got a pretty good quiz for you this week, and I think you're going to like it. I'm sure I will, my friends. I always, always like a Michael quiz. Well, that's lucky because we do one every week. Um, <laughs> this quiz is actually a Redux. It's uh, one we've done before. Um, remember, Kieran, I asked you some months ago uh, if there was a bit of the scripture that we see regularly that was never actually originally in the scripture. And it was the Bible headings, the headings that kind of start a paragraph and summarize the paragraph. And they're kind of added in by the editor or the translator to kind of you know, compartmentalize bits, make reading it easier, make finding it easier. And I challenged you, Kieran, to hear some of those Bible headings from a chapter of the Bible and see if you could guess what book it was from. And uh, I thought, 
that was quite good and that we might do it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm up for this. I'm up for this. So yeah, basically I've got, I've taken a different chapter of a book and taken those kind of paragraph headings that exist in some translations. And uh, you just got to see if you can guess which book they're from. I won't ask you which chapter. I'll just tell you. Um, mm. So I've got five of those and we'll see how we go. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. All right. Well, here it is. The Lamb and the 144,000. The Three Angels. Harvesting the Earth and Trampling the Wine Press. Those are your three headings, Kieran. Can you guess and what they're all from, it's from? They're all from one book. It's Revelation, almost certainly. Oh, well, let's have a look. We, yes. You are correct, sir. Was it the 144,000 that that really sealed it for you. Yeah, I think that, yes. The 144,000 on the lamb, I thought, yeah, mm. come on, that's got to be, that's got to be revelation. Yeah, nice one. Absolutely right. Okay. I think you'll get the area of the Bible of this next one, but it might, you might have to do a mental coin flip. The burnt <sighs> offering, the grain offering, the sin <laughs> offering. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's offerings and they're worship related. I'm going to mm. guess Leviticus, but I don't know. All right. Well, let's see if you're right. Hey. You are correct. Uh, it is Leviticus, actually, Leviticus chapter 6, and I should say that the previous one was Revelation chapter 14. Okay, mm. two right so far. If you get this next one, you've already won. But let's have a look. <laughs> We've got Thanksgiving and prayer, Paul's plea for Onesimus. It's that classic that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, Philemon. Oh, well, let's have a look. Oh, Kieran, unstoppable. Um, <laughs> Triple kill. <laughs> this next one might be easy, but it was so fun, I couldn't not do it. And it goes like this. She, friends, she, friends, he, she, he, she, he. <laughs> It is, of course, uh, Song of Songs, Whee. which uh, when you when you lay it out like that, it's, it's a very brief, very brief story. <laughs> Absolutely. That was Song of Songs, <laughs> chapter one. And obviously Philemon, which was the previous one, only has one chapter. So it's just Philemon. Um, okay. Last one, Kieran. This is the, 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 the real challenge one. <laughs> the other is I kind of felt like you might smash out of the park. Okay. But let's see if you get this one. Paul and the false apostles. Paul boasts about his sufferings. Oh, Michael, you sneaky, <laughs> you sneaky Pete. You, you, this is a test, listeners, of uh, whether I've done my homework. Because this is, of course, from Second Corinthians. Oh, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You knew, you like knew. It. Yes, it's from Second Corinthians, <laughs> the book that you are giving us the Bible fact on this week. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just checking, just checking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, Kieran, clean sweep. Well done, indeed. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I, I love these quizzes, not just because I do pretty well uh, by and large on these quizzes, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Uh, that's hard enough for that not to sound incredibly arrogant. Sorry, everyone. 
Um, I just mean in recent weeks, you know, track records. Mm. Apart from like last week where I mm-hmm. totally, totally dive bombed yeah, on that, Bible location, location, location. That was a th- that was a tough one. Yeah, your wife who enjoys it when I don't get the quiz right uh, made a point of sending a message to say <laughs> really enjoyed last week. <laughs> so bless her. Yeah, I, I like to make people happy. well you're you know it's a good thing to do when you can do it (laughs) but yeah well done back back to back to form this week good work unlikely worship songs unlikely well kieran it's time for this week's unlikely worship song and uh you know I think we've we've introduced this a few times, but if you're listening to the first time, many moons ago, some forty-five episodes ago, I challenged Kieran to to come up with songs each week that are kind of like songs you wouldn't hear in church. And initially, that's what we had: uh, songs that uh, might be on stranger parts of the Bible or stories that don't lend themselves to making a worship song about. But obviously, forty-five songs later, we've had all kinds of amazing musical segments. Uh, so it's really anyone's guess what we're going to have week to week, uh, because Kieran is a musical genius, obviously, and uh, <laughs> no one can put his creativity in a box. So uh, what you got for me this week, Kieran? Oh, stop it, you. You flatter <laughs> me. But uh, but yeah, but I'm, I'm excited for this one. This is, uh, well, th- this one does come back a bit more to sort of like church life and Christian life. So I'm uh, moving soon, Michael. Hmm. To a new city. Yeah, you are. And one of the things about moving to a new city is, if you're a Christian, is the uh, the famous church search. Oh, yes. Looking for a church. And so um, I thought, you know, this, this is a process that can be, at times, be a little bit confusing. You know, you look at the map, you see all mm. these churches with all these different names. You're mm. like, oh, well, what do these guys believe? What's their style? <laughs> what kind of preaching do they do? Should I even care about any of those things? Or am, am I making a, the church search about me when it should be about how I can ser- better serve the Lord? All these questions, you know, mm. uh, I've been rattling around in my head. So I sort of channeled that into a, into a, little, a little song for you. So have a listen to this and, and see what you think. Well, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear it. Here we go. Find the church, whoa. Find the church, whoa. Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Ukrainian Catholic, Evangelical or Methodist, Baptist or free. Can anyone help me to? Find a church, oh, 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 find a church, oh, 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 Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Christadelphian. Um, what, what's a, what's a Christadelphian? <laughs> guys, guys, what's a Christadelphian? Did you research no, I understand. I'm just saying, I think we should probably do our research before we add it to the list. Okay? Well, I don't know what it is. That's why I'm asking you. 
funky man there was actually like a legit song mm. yeah nice. almost <laughs> nearly got there for, for the first time that was cool i can very much relate to the find a church whoa because uh, <laughs> i live in a big city kieran yeah so every time you move to a different part of it you're like well i'm not gonna move i'm not gonna travel an hour and a half to go back yeah. to church every week each way that's just too much um, so you had to find a new church. I think we visited seven churches before we settled on the church that we now now attend with much praying and much uh, discerning, obviously, not just uh, deciding based mm. on which coffee was the tastiest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, important as that is. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. what's your uh, what's your criteria? How are you going to go about it? Well, um, I mean, I, I should say also, you know, it's it's a joint decision because of course. I am getting married. Mm-hmm. My my fiance mm-hmm. is already living at the place where we're going to be living, and I'm moving there. So, but she's recently moved, and so mm-hmm. we are sort of together finding the church where we are ultimately, hopefully, going to spend at least the next year. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know what my criteria is, man. Yeah. Uh, I. I feel like um, things I would like are things like contemporary worship, mm. where there's room to, you know, respond to the spirit, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a sort of open and shut the hymn book. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, strong preaching of the word of God that's very, you know, uh, that's thoughtful, mm. and and. Uh, good for equipping people yeah. for the christian life you know um I, I, and and sometimes sometimes it can be hard to get both of those things definitely <laughs> in a church i feel like there's always it's almost I, I think in my head i think of like a sliding scale where you have more i don't know and this is not to diss anybody's church mm. but like more perhaps more charismatic leaning churches where they're they're big on the music and and kind of extended times of worship, mm. but uh, you would probably be looking for more of the sort of meat of scripture in your own devotional time rather than yeah. getting that from getting that from church. Where and then that sort of at the other end of that scale, you've got the very sort of super uh, hot on preaching the Bible mm. uh, and and maybe less sort of um, uh, what's the word like expressive in. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. In Less the music and the worship <clears throat> aspect. And, and, uh, and you know, there are many ways to do church. So that's not to, not to diss anyone's church no, listeners. Totally. Uh, that's definitely what we found when we were looking, was exactly what you say. They kind of, we settled on a church which was uh, quite charismatic and open in their worship time, super concerned with effect being effective in the community and loving others and doing lots of great ministry but yeah the teaching was a little bit more surface because it was a bit more as they say seeker sensitive um Mm. and a bit shorter than we're used to like 20 minute preaches 
which, you know, I love my, me some Bible. So for my personal preference, I'm like, can I have a 45 minute preach, please? But that's not for everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, like you say, Kieran, I think for people like you and I who've been Christians a long time, who are super interested in the Bible and, and we know a thing or two, um, I think ultimately you kind of have mm. to just take responsibility for that at this point in our walks with God, like mm. you're not, no matter how deep the, the scriptural or Bible study is at a church or the preaching, you're probably still going to want more. Um, and that's a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing that we want to go deeper and just have to, mm. you know, either have discipling relationships or small groups or midweek groups, or just get, get it from your devotional or whatever. Um, mm. but what you can't always get on your own is like you say, you know, that spirit led worship, that space for the spirit to move and, or that mm. you can get that. Obviously it's just, it's nice to have that congregationally sometimes in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. yeah, it's cool, man. Well, uh, praying for your, uh, find a church. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Thanks man. I'll let you know how I get on. Do that. The top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Kieran, it's time for a top three. I'm a little bit anxious, to be honest, because you've been pretty much getting these universally right, which seems strange. Like, honestly, listeners, sometimes I wonder if Kieran has cloned my hard drive or something or like, <laughs> you know, you can, I don't understand technology, but you can like remotely control other people's laptops if they allow you to get permission at some point. And I'm like, does he have my notes? How has he found out? Because he's he's so consistently good at getting the top threes. It's kind of annoying. That guy from HSBC that called you, Michael, was actually me. <laughs> I knew and it. And now, <laughs> now I have access to your laptop. <laughs> so I read all of your notes before the show. No, I'm kidding, obviously. I knew it. There's no way you could know that much about stuff. Um, <laughs> the top three is three pairs of words in the New International Version of the Bible. And I have discovered by research how many times they appear or in how many verses they appear in the Bible. And Kieran has to guess which one appears in more verses. And we've been doing opposite pairs for a while, but I'm changing it up this week. And going forward, we're going to be doing common word pairs. So words which commonly appear together. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. You've already gotten a clean sweep on the first quiz. Let's see if you can get a queen, a queen sweep, a clean sweep on this one too, Kieran. So, the first common word pair is Adam and Eve. So, mm. which of these two words, Adam or Eve, appears in a larger number of verses in the New International Version, Kieran? What do you think? Well, Michael, I have to say that uh, thanks to the patriarchy. I think it's likely to be Adam <laughs> because I think that, uh, you know, um, he gets more references. He gets more mentions probably mm. in later parts of the Bible mm. um, because there are, as as I recall, quite a few references to Adam uh, in terms of being the first man mm -hmm. and, uh, and talking about uh, sin and, you know, uh, God's plan to rescue people from it yeah uh, and adam factors into that as the first dude you know eve also equally important as the first lady <laughs> the first lady 
Oh my gosh. about the president. But, uh, never, but, but, never, you know, never heard you squirm so hard as, as uh, in no, answering but, this question. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that the, the way the Bible lays it out, you know, it tends to talk about lineage through, through the man primarily. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. So short story long, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> After all that equivocating, <laughs> you are correct. Yes. <laughs> Adam appears in a surprisingly paltry 23 verses and Eve in an mm. even amazingly smaller five verses in the Bible. Um, mm. Because actually in a lot of the Genesis narrative, they aren't referred to by their name. It's the woman or the man or the husband or right, the right. wife. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Mm. Maybe you'll squirm a little bit less about this one, but we'll see. Birds and bees. Birds and bees. <laughs> Kieran, the is birds it, and the bees, what do you think? Which one appears got, in more times? It's got to be birds, surely. Like, how many mentions of bees are there? I mean, like, Samson. Mm. Samson and the lion. Yeah. There's one bee reference off the top of my head. <laughs> but there can't be as many as birds, surely. I mean, I know you like surely. birds a lot, so... Because, yeah, well... And I know every verse in the Bible that has a bird in it. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but, but they get a lot of mention, surely, because they come up in a lot of places mm. in reference to sacrifice and to, mm. you know, the, the dove and the, sim, the kind of dove as a symbol and, you mm. know, all these things. Uh, the, the ravens, Jesus talks about ravens. Hey. But does he say birds in those contexts or does he just say ravens or does he say doves? Mm. Uh, mm. Does he, does he, uh, maybe he does say... Does he say birds? I feel like he says birds somewhere, somewhere in the back. So, but anyway, however many bird references there are, I feel like there's got to be more than bees. Surely there aren't that many bees in the Bible. So yeah, I think you, it's birds. You think so. All right, well, let's take a look. Yeah, you're right. Uh, birds, 93 verses and bees, only four. So yes, mm. you are correct. Okay. Okay, last one. This for all the marbles. Black and white. <laughs> well. Not in a racial context, Kieran, so don't start squirming all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. Uh, I, won't, uh, I won't go all, um, all lefty on this one <laughs> for a change. Uh, but um, I have no idea, man. I really have no idea. Hmm. Um, because those two colors could come up in reference to just about anything and mm. in any sort of context. So, except for rainbows. Except for, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but which is it going to um, be? If, if you had to answer this question, which you do, what do you think? Yeah. Black or white? Well, because white appears in a, in a few prominent verses, mm. uh, like white as snow. In reference to you know uh, being being purified and that sort of thing. Kieran's uh, always thinking gonna, about I'm, Isaiah. Exactly. Uh, Come, let us reason together. It's a great, uh, great little, great little verse. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm going to say white. All right, for all the marbles, let's see. Ah, you are mm. correct, sir. Clean sweep this week. Yes, black is in 16 verses and white in 57. So a few more. Well, Kieran, well done. I'm holding my kazoo in anticipation of an incorrect answer. 
And I don't, I don't get to play my kazoo this week. Sad times for me. But oh, well mate. done Sorry. to you. Excellent work. I'm playing a tiny kazoo for you in sympathy. This is the world's smallest kazoo playing the world's <laughs> saddest song. <laughs> Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Well, it's the moment we've all been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. We are smashing our way through the New Testament, doing Bible facts as we go. This week we're on the second letter to the Corinthians, and it's Kieran's turn to let us know what's up. Kieran, 2 Corinthians. Yeah, man. Well, 2 <clears throat> Corinthians. You tested me earlier as to whether I've I've read it. Uh I'll confess I didn't sit and read the whole thing in preparation for, I know, in preparation for today's Bible facts. Um, but a little bit of, um, of, an, of an overview of 2 Corinthians first. Paul's writing to, writing to the Corinthian church and, um, and really ad- addressing a few uh, key issues that are going on in that, in that community. One of the things I think it majors on is the way that the reality of who we are as Christians and this new life and new identity we have in Christ kind of collides with the world that we live in mm. and some of the values of the world. And 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 I think Paul looks at that in, in, in a number of ways in the book. Um, but one of the things in particular he majors on is um, uh, challenges to his own leadership, um, which is something that he addresses. And I wanted to pick up on this particularly because there is a weird and wonderful uh, passage in 2 Corinthians. You you probably know which one I'm talking about, folks, if you're familiar with the book. Uh, but in, in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul gives us this very um, unusual and very personal sort of testimony about um, a spiritual experience that he had. Uh, and I, I want to read a little bit of this, and then uh, we can sort of unpack it some. So Paul's kind of talking about a bit about the futility of, of boasting as a, as a leader and as a, as a believer. And, and in, in 2 Corinthians 12, he says, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions, visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. And it goes on, and, and then Paul goes on to talk about uh, a thorn in the flesh, uh, which he says was given by God. It, to, to humble him and it's a it's a very interesting passage and and we don't have time to break all of that down but what i wanted to major on here is that um paul does this interesting thing where he's like in contrast to these super apostles these people who are criticizing him and challenging his leadership he says and, and it's widely accepted i think that paul's talking about himself when he talks about this spiritual experience even though he's sort of pretending it's about somebody else um, 
it is it is about him. Uh, and he he shares this experience, and then says, "But I'm not going to tell you about that." <laughs> you know, it's like there's this uh, incredible uh, some kind of revelation that he has, some kind of encounter with God. We don't know about the metaphysics of it and where it happened and how it happened and all of that kind of thing. But he has this incredible glimpse into into heaven, it seems, and he's just not gonna not gonna share it. Um, and 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 I think the reason that that we for that that we see in in Second Corinthians is that Paul is so focused on the gospel and communicating the truth of God's word that he's not gonna go off just sharing stories about supernatural experiences and nothing else, like apparently some of his contemporaries are doing. So it's almost kind of a direct challenge to those people who are criticizing him, you know, of saying, well, you know, you're off on these sort of flights of fancy. I've had amazing, powerful, personal experiences of God. But the best way I can serve the people of God is not by going off on some tangent about that per se, but by faithfully uh, and uh, faithfully preaching God's word and unpacking the truth of who we are in Christ for the church. Um, and I, I just, I was struck by that as I was, as I was preparing today. And I, I love that about Paul and I love his heart for, um, you know, that he is an apostle and identifies as a servant of Christ and an apostle as he opens Romans. We've been looking at Romans at my church and that's how Paul introduces himself at the start of that book, uh, a servant of Christ and an apostle. And just from start to finish, he's like, yeah, this is what I'm here to do. I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to get into leadership contests about who's more spiritual. I'm just going to share the gospel with you. And I just think that's an awesome thing. Yeah, definitely. That is awesome. Um, yeah, and just thinking about the start of Romans, you know, that super famous Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power mm. of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. You know, these experiences that we have of Christ, of Jesus, of our faith, of our of our relationship with God, they're super important and they're, they should be celebrated and they should be shared. It's not that you can't share them, but mm. you shouldn't share them in lieu of the gospel. It's the gospel, it's Jesus' life. It's what Jesus did, his death and resurrection that saves people. And that it, that's what has the power to save. And I think that this is a really great thing to pick up on, uh, Kieran, because that's exactly why Paul is like, for me, that's like why, what he's doing, what he's saying. He's saying, look, I could tell you amazing things God's done with me, but that is not what is going to make the difference. What's going to make mm. the difference mm. is Christ crucified. Like yeah, that's yeah. what makes the difference. And I think it's really great to pick up on that because like you say, it's Paul's modus operandi. He's like, I'm here to preach the gospel. You know, I'm here to preach the gospel, maybe primarily to the Gentiles, you know, and other apostles might be called more to, to preach to the Jews, which we'll pick up on next week when we look at Galatians. But yeah, it's, uh, it's great. And I love that Paul is direct in that, you know. And also mm -hmm. I love that he kind of teases you with that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a great way of uh, making his point. But you're right. Um, it's it's not that personal spiritual experiences aren't important and, and can't be shared and mm. shared with other Christians. You know, that's an amazing, wonderful thing. Um, but 
it can't be on its own without that uh, robust teaching and understanding of uh, the gospel and, and who we are in Christ. And yeah, I love that Paul always comes back to that. You know, he's never too important to come back to the fundamentals of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And that's a wonderful thing about him as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. If Paul, with all that he does and has and did, and all the reasons in his lineage and birth and training that he had to boast, knows that it's only Christ that accomplishes, then we also better not get too big for our boots. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That was great, man. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Oh, he's good, this guy, I tell you. <laughs> what do you think, Kieran? Do you recognize this one at all? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Uh, bad in a way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for today. We have squeezed every ounce of entertainment we can into a shorter period of time that we can manage and we hope you've enjoyed it thanks so much for listening if you would like to get in touch with us you can always find us on social media at holy half hour especially on instagram and facebook you can message us there kieran thanks so much for being here and all the excellent input this week thanks my dude it was great and until next week we'll see you then goodbye bye everybody <laughs>